Last time on Knights of the Roll Table, Jarek Darkharbor and Sarsa Demisold went back to Emberbrook looking for clues to help find Jarek's father, Arik. They met two of Arik's business associates, Wilma and Cookie, who were also looking for Arik and they decided to team up. They were teleported then to the Demon Spine Prison, and upon questioning a barely conscious Deep Gnome Guard, found out the prison had been attacked from some monstrous entity from the inside. After they snuck inside a vent shaft and reached Arik's holding cell, struggling to agree how to get him out, a large hobgoblin soldier re-emerges to defend his post. have all rolled initiative and this large hobgoblin soldier in red who is red skinned and uh, very mean looking and very large uh, is in front of you and he's holding a big sword cookie you are up first what do you do uh, all right I'm gonna do moonbeam oh boy okay well wait how big is this room Ooh. You're on the outside walkway at the perimeter. He just jumped down from the hole above, kind of on top of one of the cells. I'll say you guys are probably 50, 60 feet in diameter. Okay. Um, he's on the opposite side of, of the center uh, pit. Okay, and then so the, the cell that he's on top of, is there anything in it? No, right? You don't know. Well, it's not there Eric, could... so... Not Eric. But there could be somebody in there, but you don't know. Well, I'm just going to moonbeam that area and we'll find out the hard way. <laughs> All right. Oh. All right. Go ahead. And uh, what what needs to happen? Does he make a save for moonbeam? Um, yeah, I'm going to need him to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, ooh, he rolled a natural one. <laughs> uh, okay, so... How do you handle that? surprising because he has the pretty good con, but um, that's okay. So uh, Vorvok is not prepared for this little half elf that steps forward. And uh, how do you conjure down the moonbeam? So Cookie is going to do the little hand sizzle. He's warming his hands up and then he's going to kind of crouch and smack his hands on the ground and that's going to send a, a ripple of energy like a <laughs> snake on the ground towards the uh, area that this guard is standing on and then whoosh, it's going to shoot up like a cone of energy nice. where he is. Yeah, so all of you guys see this sort of ripple of, of uh, glowing light sort of go uh, around the perimeter, and even this hobgoblin sees it, and he's like, what is this? And all of a sudden, just kind of shoots up. You've seen radiant energy before, but this is a little different than that. This is sort of this glowing, iridescent light, and he just goes, ah! He's totally uh, obliterated by it. So he fails. What's the damage there? Oh. Seven radiant damage. Oh, seven. Some some powerful seven moon damage. You no, know, I rolled a nat uh, one on the first one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's okay. So did he. So, um, do you have a bonus action you want to take, or is that your turn? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna... I don't know. Uh, Cookie's gonna look over at Wilma and go, 
do I go bear on him? Do I, <laughs> do I go full bear on him? Well, I don't know if we're ready for that yet. Yeah, we're not ready for full bear. We're not ready for full bear yet. <laughs> so he's not gonna uh, take an additional action at this time. Not gonna do it. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, Wilma, you're actually up next. Woo! I would like to use Eldritch Blast. Yes. Okay. Warlock stable. Yep. yep. You have a spell attack number, which is rolling a d20 and adding oh, um, your spell attack. And that's what you roll for each beam. So I roll a d20 and add six? Hmm. Oh. Oh, I see. Okay. Cool. Okay. That's a 12 total for Wilma. 12 to hit. Okay. That's going to miss. You roll per beam, though. Yeah. So you get two beams. So roll again. Oh, okay. A 10. So 16. Okay, 16 is also going to miss. Wow. Wow. Well, excuse me. Beefy. It does have a lot of armor. So the first one kind of goes wide, and then you kind of focus a little bit, and you uh, shoot right at him, and it hits him pretty much point blank uh, on the chest, but it seems to sort of bounce off of his armor. It's mm. He's got, like, a uh, pretty thick hide and maybe some sort of magical protection. It's, oh, seems that way. So unfortunately, both of those miss. All right, it is uh, the Hobgoblin's turn. So the Hobgoblin soldier takes his stance and he sees that you have opened up the door to Eric's cell and he's going to rush forward around the perimeter. He's actually going to walk on top of some of the cells so he'll get there a little bit faster. 10, 15, 20 doesn't quite get there, but he's going to pull out a sword. He's just going to move closer. So he's within five feet of, of the cell. He's within striking distance of, of Jarek. Um, he's going to make an attack at you. He has a multi-attack with his sword. What's going on up there? <laughs> <laughs> Shush, I've got this. He makes three melee attacks. Uh-oh. Oh, he's got that. Is that 25 to hit? Well, yeah, that'll hit. That doesn't bode well. Uh, that's going to be nine damage. Ow. Uh, also 25 to hit. Ow. Additional eight slashing damage. Ow. And a 12 to hit. Miss. All right. So the first two hit <laughs> this large, like, like almost four foot long sword just slashes into you. You're like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, you're really concentrating on trying to get your dad out. And all of a sudden, this this sword like hits you twice across the shoulder and across the chest. The, the third one comes down, clang, and it hits the metal on top, um, going into the door of Eric's cell. And you manage to kind of dodge out of the way a little bit. Um, this guy is very imposing. Jarek, it's your turn, followed by Sarsa. Okay, I have Eric's stuff. Can I like drop that to him as a free action? Yeah, or what, yeah what you, can, you can drop that down. You can drop down the weapons and the cloak as a free action. All right. You just drop, drop it. that off. <laughs> All right, you might need these. And then I'll bonus action cast Hex on the Hobgoblin okay. and compare his dexterity and then okay. draw my sword and to attack twice. All right. First one was a critical hit, 28. Oh, dang. Uh, that missed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, that hits. That hits. So I'm going to apply a second level Divine Smite to that. All right. 
get him back, so it's gonna roll a bunch of stuff. Uh, and so you got hex damage, demand smite, and second nine plus nice. Must cat. So doubling up all of those dice with Hex and Divine Smite, that's 36, no, uh, 36 plus 8, 40, gosh, no, 36 plus 9, what is that, 36 plus 9, that's 45, 45 damage on the first attack, do not teach him how to count either, shush, uh, you slash into the sky with divine energy from your vicious longsword, and he is taken aback like, whoa! It's, 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 he's almost impressed. You see this little smile come across his face. He braces for another end. Second attack. I was like, yeah, you had enough of that, and I rolled a nine. Uh, 11. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you come down with a long swipe, and he just kind of steps out of the way really slowly and just, bang, you know, and, and uh, you miss him, and you just kind of Still cool. <laughs> but you definitely heard him. You definitely heard him a lot. Uh, Sarsa, you're up, followed by Eric. So I'd like to drop my rope of climbing down to um, Mr. Dark Harbor. Yep. Um, do I need to use an action for that, or will you let me do that as a free action? No, uh, I'll, I'll say that you can You can drop it down. The, the, the rope almost has its own... Yeah. its own uh, sentience, but you do have to give it a command. I will tell it uh, to not, okay. which... Uh, it'll it'll form it... a knot, yeah, right above... Uh, uh, it it'll does, knot itself. It above. says it'll do it in uh, one-foot intervals. Yeah. So it'll make it easier for him to climb. And then... Ah, oh, finally! Uh, yeah, you're welcome. So uh, this magical rope lowers down, and it starts to tie little knots itself in every little one foot so you have these little it's almost like a, a knot rope from camp <laughs> like, like a climbing rope Whoa, that's handy and then I'm going to point uh, my hand out at the big nasty feller and I'm going to attempt uh, actually you know what I'm going to sacred flame him because I think his AC is pretty high seeing okay. how people have struggled so he basically has to make a dex save, and the DC is 15. Okay. Dex save. He rolled an 11. So he does not save, so that means he's going to take 13 radiant damage. Okay. Radiant energy blasts into him, and it sort of crisps and crackles throughout his form, and he seems to be uh, even more hurt than he was mm -hmm. before. And then uh, I'm going to go ahead and bonus action uh, my spiritual weapon, so my big old anchor uh, is going to show up next to him all shimmery, and I'll attempt to smack him with that as well. Okay. Um, so that's going to be a 12 to hit. That will miss. Cool. Awesome. And that's my turn. You, you did damage to him. Don't sound so disappointed. No, it's good. I just, I it's all good. I'm, I'm, all right. I'm good. All right, good. Uh, Eric, it is your turn. You're right, at the I've bottom to... with a magical rope in front of you. Uh, I have my cloak on. I have my pack on with my various magical objects within. 
So I uh, very quickly climb up the rope. Okay. We'll say you use your uh, movement for that so you get up out of the pit, out of your cell. All right. And uh, do And the, the hobgoblin is within arm's reach or sword sweep reach? Yeah, he's on the other side of the opening. We'll, we'll say that you get up and you have a little bit of movement left. So if you wanted to, you could like back up a little bit or you could strike and move if you want to. Uh, I'm going to strike him with my uh, rapier with a okay. uh, booming blade on it. All right. That's a bonus action to do booming blade, I think, but, but that's fine. So you cast that okay. and then uh, go ahead and make an attack. So that blade was glows a... with green energy. <laughs> okay, that's a uh, 14. Do I get a plus on the rapier? No, it's... it's plus 11. So a lot. 20, 25. 25, that'll hit. All right. 1d8 plus 7. So, thank you. There we go. That was 14 uh, plus uh, what? Uh, 1d8, you said, mm-hmm. for the booming blade? Mm-hmm. And that is a 6. So 6 plus 14, it's a 20. Okay, 20 damage. So booming blade is actually... You cast a spell and you attack as part of that like spell action, so he has a cunning action if he wants to hide or whatever. Yeah, as a I rogue, will, you can uh, you can hide. Yeah. Um, or well, dash that would be hard away. in this room. <laughs> so I'll you go back in your cell to get out of his. <laughs> I will dash far enough back to uh, get out of his for sure uh, sword's reach. Yeah, the flight instincts take hold of you, and you just kind of get out of the way as quick as you can. Ah, that felt good. Feels good to stretch. Uh, Welcome, Mr. Dark Harbor. I just want to say it is an honor to be fighting alongside of you. I've been waiting for this day for a long time. Uh, Just really, this is a treat. Well, thanks, Sarsa. I appreciate that. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Derek, behave. All right, uh... So just then, uh, you you guys hear this large growling noise, and it smells really bad, too. And that stench that you smelled before, Wilma, you also uh, are sensing that in the, in the heat of battle, you didn't really notice, but it's actually becoming more and more pungent. And then from the hole above you, this large form uh, drops down a, a hulking mass of blue and black and gray with a, a bald head, sort of a loincloth on and this long, uh, almost like three foot long, twisted split tongue. And, and from his back, this uh, kind of gassy uh, you know, vapor is it's fuming off of him and it smells awful and he's just you know, lunges at uh, all of you, and he's. And it, it's uh, this guy is um, even more intimidating than the last guy, if, it, if it's possible. Um, so he has jumped down, uh, and he sees the first thing that he sees is actually uh, this hobgoblin, <laughs> and he's going to look at him and uh, make an attack. Strikes him with these long claw fingers. 
Does that count as a movement on the hobgoblin so he gets <laughs> booming blade damage at the same time? No, it, it's not. He's not moving. I guess he's being yanked. Okay. Uh, I need Jarek, Eric, and Cookie. I think you were close by to him as well. I need the three of you to make a constitution saving throw. I got a 21. All right. Eight. Got a 14. Cookie and Eric, um, you smell this awful smell, this stench. And it's, it, you know, it seeps up into your nostrils and you feel kind of like, uh, uh, you know, like your your muscles seize and you feel like this feeling of like, oh, gosh, I'm going to be sick. But then you kind of shrug it off and your your natural cookies, your natural, um, you know, hardened ability, uh, you know, you have a lot of more fortitude. And and uh, Eric, you're just so desperate to survive that you're like, oh, no. no, I'm not going to let this guy get me. Uh, Jarek, you are freaked out by this thing and um and uh you feel this the stuff gets into your nostrils into your lungs and it takes you by surprise and you uh do not feel so well and you are considered poisoned until the start of its next turn hmm i have poison resistance again from snake thing but i think that Aha. just protects my yes yes it's not immunity i think that probably just reduces damage right, right. Um, yeah, it, there's no damage. It's just you are just poisoned. So I think That's what that like means is that disadvantage and some it's a other disadvantage. Things. So so we'll 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 see what happens here. Um, for its its final action, it's it's actually going to pull. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that uh, it's actually going to pull the um, hobgoblin. It grabs it around the chest and it kind of yanks it down and it pulls it into the central pit of this floor and they both kind of go tumbling down about 10 feet boom, wham and they kind of land on the ground uh, wrestling around down there it's very dark so you can't even see really what they're doing you just hear and, and they're, they're, they're fighting around do you hear me yeah no I just wanted you to do that again oh <laughs> uh, there's lots of sound so they're kind of fighting down there in this pit uh, it is Cookie's turn in initiative. Nice. Oh, and all that went about as well as I could go. Ooh. What would you guys like to do? Could we just Cookie, you're leave? up. Well, right now the the guys are down underneath us, correct? Cor- correct. All right. You could just leave if you wanted to. You could use your action to run. What do you think, Wilma? I think it's time to go bear. Full That's bear. also not it. <clears throat> <laughs> go bear. Okay. At this point, Cookie is going to turn into a bear. Okay. So you see, you guys all see Cookie, who has pretty much been this half-elf form, uh, and they've been talking about bears for some reason, and all of a sudden you see Cookie's form kind of hulk out a little bit and just get larger, and the fur starts growing, and... (laughs) And this bear form emerges. And now where Cookie was, there is a large humanoid bear wearing some, you know, green uh, cloth and some of the things that Cookie was wearing. But um, he is full on bear. Now. Yes. <laughs> I believe that's a bonus action. 
Yeah, he yes, it Eric is. looks toward them and, and realizes in middle of the Hulk out what's going on. He says, What no no, don't do the bear let's just run But it's too late, she transforms. What else would you like to do? So Cookie in bear form sort of tilts his head and looks over at Wilma for some direction. As a reminder, the two enemies are ten foot down in the pit. Yeah, so as Eric yells at him, he's gonna Cookie the Bear is gonna turn, sort of shrug at Eric, and then make a little one-two motion with his head towards Wilma, as in like one turn he points his head like, now should I run? And the other point he turns his head like, or should I jump inside the pit? Oh shoot, I don't want that decision. Flip a coin. Um <laughs> Okay. Uh, down the pit. <laughs> Alright, you see Cookie start running like a superhero, and he literally leaps and swan dives into the pit. Okay. What are you doing? <laughs> oh no. And he's going to go in there with an unarmed strike. Right? Sure. Or does well, he you're a bear, that? right? You're, you're down in the pit. Um, so you should yeah, have your bear attack. Multi-attack. You have a bear attack. Oh, I don't know how to do bear attack on this app. Okay. Well, what kind of bear would you say you are? And it's a multi-attack. Yeah, you get so... one with a bite and one with the claws. So, so roll, right, so roll two d20s. Start I'll, with that. I'll, yep. I can start again from the beginning. Sure. So that okay. it makes it a little easier to edit. Okay. Um, so... Cookie is going to beeline towards the hole, running like a superhero, and then he's going to swan dive in and do a multi-attack, ideally towards the the source of the bad smell. Okay. So he's going to get, ooh, a nat 20 on the first one. Nice. Nice. And a six on the second one. Okay, so the first one hits, so. Okay. So we've got a five and a seven plus four is going to be 16. Uh, so you bite into this thing. It, it tastes awful, but you definitely like pierce the, the skin and you get a sense that this is not an, an animal from this. Uh, it's not even really an animal. It's like something that's just uh, gross and, and uh, alien to you. Um, it, it's, it's tastes really awful. But nonetheless, you definitely sense that you've done some damage to it. You are now down in the pit with these two <laughs> things fighting off with each other. I think that's your turn. So, Wilma, it's now your turn in initiative. What do you want to do? Cool. Wilma is actually going to use um, Eldritch Spear with her Eldritch Blast. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. And that's... How do I do that? I think that just lets you shoot further away. Uh, okay. Eldritch, Eldritch Spear gives you a 300-foot range on your blasts. Oh, okay. We could just say for, for flavor, you know, even though you don't need that because Eldritch Blast would normally hit, but you can just say, like, you psionically kind of form the uh, this uh, spear shape and you shoot it down. Uh, who are you aiming at? I am going to aim at the big nasty man. The hobgoblin, yes, or the hobgoblin. or the or the shadow creature thing. No, shadow creature, shadow creature. Okay, so go, go ahead it. and make a uh, your range spell attack. Okay, 
roll a d20 and then add your spell attack modifier. Yoinks. 11. 11. Uh, it's going to miss, but you get another. Oh, wait. You get two attacks with Eldritch Blast. Does 14 make a difference? I counted incorrectly. 14 also misses. Okay. Well, never mind. There we go. But you do get another attack. Oh, okay. You get two attacks. I don't think I have any other attack. Oh, wait. You, you, you're, Can I? Eldritch Blast, you get twice. Oh, okay. Okay, so I'll go ahead and roll again. Ooh. 19. That hits. Yay! And roll damage. Okay, four. Okay, four points. So this um, force energy kind of hits the shadowy creature, and it takes some uh, damage, kind of groans. And uh, he does not look terribly happy. Um, So that's your turn. Next up uh, is the hobgoblin. He is not terribly happy. He's down here with a bear and a shadowy creature. Uh, he's going to use his grappling hook that he has and shoot it up towards the floor above through the hole like he did before. And uh, he goes flying up. Let's see if the shadow creature holds on. Uh, he does. So he takes the shadow creature with him through this hole. And both of them go flying up and you just hear this. And they're, they're on the floor above. Um, can't quite see what's going on through the through the area. But at the moment, um, you're out of initiative and these two enemies have uh, left. But seemingly they're on the floor above. You just hear bang, Well, that was handy. If we didn't have to exit through the floor above. <laughs> Bear, you you okay? You wanna? You need help out of there? Uh, he gets his, he kind of leaps out. The, the bear is about eight feet tall, yeah. and it just kind of reaches up and and pulls itself out of the hole, um, no problem. All right, what do you guys want to do? Let's get out of there. I was just going to say, I think I've trained some of you better. Let's do less fighting if possible, (laughs) and perhaps more exiting. Right? All right. What's the plan? What do you guys want to do? You want to head up the the hole or head up the stairs? Uh, So the exit that leads out to the cliff side, that's not an option. Well, that is uh, five floors above you. So... And the hole is where they. So the hole's in the middle. Correct. Like, but we don't have a grappling hook yes. gun. But you did come down through the stairs. Because there's. Mm-hmm. So we probably head up the stairs, real stealthy like. And you know that each floor, the stairs is separated by a gate. Which I have a yep. key of one of them. Head, do you want to all head up the stairs? Well, Let's let's start up the stairs. All right. So um, I need you guys to all make a stealth check. This is in your Uh, skills. Um, So this is going to be a group stealth. So we're going to take kind of the the average of everybody. So write down everybody's stealth. Do I do a stealth as a bear? Yes. Yeah. Stealth as a bear, which is basically going to be your dexterity. Oh, God. I have a 23. Hey. What? 
I'm very With stealthy. With my bonus, I got 19. 19, okay. Oh, do I still get the plus one on, on rolls from my stone of good luck, or does that not happen? Is that for ability checks? It is for, yes, ability checks. Then or, yes. And saving throws. Hip, hip. Then yes. So I have my boots of elven kind. Right. So you're. So I have advantage on stealth. Okay. So roll twice. Take higher. I got an a seventeen. Okay. Cookie, what'd you get? Five. Okay. Uh, Jarek, what'd you get? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. All right, okay, that's everybody. All right, so overall, you guys uh, are pretty stealthy. Um, uh, the bear is kind of banging, bang, bang, kind of up the steps, but um, the rest of you are, uh, especially the Dark Harbors, are able to um, head up without any kind of movement, and you notice as you're passing the first floor, you know, there, there's they're kind of defensively, you know, facing off, um, you see flashes of red and, and, and shadow and you smell that awful smell, but you're able to get up to the second floor where the second floor would be on the stairway, and then which is called the rib cage and then you're able to go up to the third floor and as you around uh, kind of come around the corner of the stairwell where the the level called the shoulders is, which is the third level down, uh, you see a humanoid, uh, a human man, and uh, a couple of guards um, behind him, some deep gnome guards. And this is an older human man, and he's in the stairway, and he kind of stops all of a sudden and looks down at you. Oh, yes, uh, someone is here to help me. Thank you. Oh, no, that's way too silly. Let me do that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to say... Stop you! You are here to help me, yes? Yes. And then he sees, oh. in the pack, he sees Eric, uh, and kind of gives him a look and sneers a little bit. Dark Harbor, this is your fault. I beg your pardon. I think he was talking to me. <laughs> Criminals, trying to. No, no one escapes my prison. Well, there's always a first time, as the saying goes. And perhaps most prisons don't have monsters loose. And a giant shadow monster. Eric, uh, you actually recognize him <laughs> um, as the warden because you met him two days ago when you were brought in. And he gave you sort of the warden speech, as wardens do, about like, my prison is going to be the best prison and no one escapes here. And if you try anything, you'll be cut down to shreds. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. You know this guy. This 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 guy is named Warden Lumdrub. He's pretty much exactly as he sounds. He's full of himself and thinks he's the greatest. As soon as he mentions my prison, like I know that he runs the prison, I would like to cast use my tiefling spell slash ability and cast enthrall. Okay. And I'm, oh, it's your prison. Oh my goodness, that's fascinating. You have to tell me all about it. I'm going to kind of like casually motion for the group to like keep moving on and move past this guy while I'm talking to him. Okay. Is there a save for that? It's a wisdom saving throw. Okay. DC 15. He He rolled a 13. So he is enthralled with me. So basically, you weave a distracting string of words causing creatures of your choice that you can see within range and that can hear you to make a wisdom saving throw. 
basically. What do you want to know? <laughs> well, it's basically that he. I like. I'll c- coax everybody. Like, come on, let's go. She's she's doing a thing. As I pass Sarsa, I whisper to her, "Nicely done, lass." I mean, tell me all about this this here present you've got here. This is just fascinating. I mean, you built it out of a dragon, didn't you? I mean, who even thinks to do a thing like that? Well, it is designed after a dragon. It's the demon's spine prison, as you know. We've, we've named the various floors as, as, as pieces of uh, the spine. As, as Moving see. past, moving past, moving right. past. But, I mean, you really kind of set yourself up for some trouble here because you've got some big nasties right up top. I mean, you're going to be in trouble here by... Uh... Oh, yes, the... Uh, that. That Eric Dark Harbor, he he brought, he, he comes in and all of a sudden we are attacked by a terribly deformed demon, killing everyone. Giant, giant brown bear moving past. <laughs> bear goes past. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, but that wasn't really. I mean, that that creature that was up there, uh, smelly, nasty bit. Well, yes, I suppose. It couldn't have been Eric, but it was his fault. It sounds like a little bit of blame shifting, but all right. Has everybody gotten past yet? Uh, as Cookie and Wilma are making their way past, um, the, the small deep gnomes that are next to the warden are like, uh, Balsam, did you want them to stay where they were, or did you want them to uh, move on past us? Because they're, they're, they're moving on past us right now. Yeah, we could attack uh, them. We could attack them if you want, or we could hold them uh, in a position. <laughs> I mean, really, I'm doing you a favor because I'm taking this man off your hands. He ain't going to bring you no more trouble. And trust me, um, um, he's going to have to contend with his son, and that's probably worse than any prison you've got here. I mean, the man can't even make a crème brûlée. So he's completely enthralled by this, yeah, Chris? And yep. he can't. Uh, yep. Well, as you say, he's, that sounds like a fate worse than death. If, Two dark harbors sounds worse than one, if you ask me. Oh, you're but telling me. I I suppose we should let you go. You, you will have some issues getting out, of course, but... Right. Uh, well, any advice you got from me would be much appreciated. Well, uh, as you as you can imagine, as the warden here, I have the only key uh, to escape the prison. No, None may leave without this key. Uh, does not leave my oh. person. Oh, that's a shame. I'd, I'd really like to be able to go because, you know, I, I'm taking these guys away and you, you just agreed with me that that's a great idea. Do you think I could borrow that key? I'd leave it right by the horn for you. No need to take it with me. Well, perhaps you could take me with you. I I would rather not be here in this prison as that dreadfully, terribly deformed demon is killing everyone. I would like to leave as well. You could be my, my escort, my guards. Uh... Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna kind of shrug at Jarek. <laughs> like, uh... and all of all of the deep gnomes kind of hear this and they're like, okay, and then they just sort of like walk up with everybody else. They're like just joining the party. And they're like, okay. I kind of shrug and I'm like just motion, like, okay, we're going. All right. I'm gonna look to my dad and like make a gesture of like I want to gesture him to like hey can you grab the key pickpocket pickpocket the key get the key I will continue to talk the ear off of this guy the whole time that we're walking such a lovely young lady and I will uh 
I'll step up behind him and I'll just take this. <laughs> okay, well, you're probably not going to say that. But, uh, <laughs> I'm not enthralled by you. I said it to camera. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> wink, wink. Soto to audience. We hear this wap, 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 wap. <laughs> music. I was going to suggest the frog just go in and take Mm-mm. it. <laughs> I'm quite. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I need you to make a sleight of hand check, Eric. All right. Which I'm good at. So yeah. there we go. Oh, not that good. 15. He managed to pull the key out of a pocket, but it's on a chain that is attached to his belt. So he's now holding he's now holding the key, but it's attached to the chain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Does the warden and, notice and that? At the all? warden is still. Uh, hold on. Let's see <laughs> he's enthralled. Look at Sarsa. She's deep, deep into his eyes. With the enthralled, just FYI, it basically. Um, hang on. Uh, the target has disadvantage on wisdom perception checks made to perceive any creature other than you until the spell ends or until the target can no longer hear you. Okay. The spell ends if you are incapacitated or can no longer speak. So he is fascinated by Sarsa and doesn't seem to notice that you're holding the key with the chain on it. I'll have you make another sleight of hand check to try to get it off of the chain. 16. That'll do it. So you're able to kind of move a couple of links and uh, flip up that little latch, you know, <laughs> and uh, it's one of those annoying carabiners, you know, <laughs> and uh, he's, <laughs> he's able to like slip it out and uh, pocket it. So you pocket the key to right. of seemingly the front door of, of the main entrance of the prison. And um, the warden just doesn't notice. At the all. Crescent Squall 3, you say? What happened to the first two? Well, <laughs> you know, it's real difficult out there sometimes in the world. And, and it's really not, I mean, really, it's Jarek's fault. You guys are heading up uh, and you reach the top level. And um, I think the guards actually step away to the side to let Eric through since he's holding the key and they're waiting to get out, too. <laughs> Well, you're, you're not there yet. You're not there yet. So, uh, we're on you, the way. So there. Yeah, you're on the way. You you, you reach the top level, um, which is known as the brainstem, and uh, you you come out to the stairs, and and you see like there's a bunch of there's a bunch of cells, and all of these cells have been like smashed in, and there's a bunch of um bodies that are on the ground of seemingly prisoners and there's a couple of guards as well because you heard you remember the deep gnome saying that there was a big fight up here but there's also a couple of people moving around and uh, they are kind of in the middle Um, there's also the door which is on the opposite side as you've come up here and it's it's covered with uh, a bunch of rubble and metal beams and stuff like that so you're probably gonna have to move that before you can even get to the door. As you make your way across, you see some of these people raise up these these prisoners that have that have been severely injured and they kind of they're noticing you and they they look up to you and you're noticing that a couple of them have these uh, odd deformities like one of them has a really large eye and another one has like uh instead of a hand it's this sort of like uh, deformed kind of claw and one of them has wings that are starting to uh, 
crack out of his back and and they're bony and 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 kind of weird. Another one has like a tail that's flipping around. that has got a bunch of spikes on it and they're all kind of like making this horrible groaning noise as they're transforming. Wilma, you actually recognize, you know, in a sense, even though even though it's a different form, you recognize these beings as shifters and they are they are like you uh but instead of shifting to a, a you know a woodland creature with features um mm-hmm. they are shifting towards demonic features and demon features and it's it's more of a curse than a uh, than a blessing so you definitely recognize this as a, as a bad sign these guys are are gaining some abilities that um are going to make them pretty tough to, to deal with and and they're all in front of you and there's about 15 of them i thought i took something um can i make them laugh should i give them <laughs> the hideous laughter and tell them how stinky and ugly they are i think you can do that uh hideous laughter for one of them if you want yeah that'll help sure uh yeah so you can cast Hideous laughter, and I think they have to make a save. Yes, a creature of my choice. Um, okay. All right, wisdom save. Uh, it's going to fail. <laughs> no! Uh, no, no, it fails. No, that's that's good. good. That's good. That's what you oh, want. Oh, oh. It, okay. it fails its save, which means it fails. So oh, um, so it, what do you say to, to cast the, the hideous laughter? Um, I kind of point to the one in the middle to make an example, which sounds mean and bad. But again, this is good crime. <laughs> sure. So um, positive crime. Yeah, positive crime. Yeah, positive. So Wilma is gonna say, "Hey, Stinky, eat this," and then she cast a spell. <laughs> cast a f- spell right through her. Finger gun, finger. Gun. All right, right, and and you all see this happen, and uh, the the prisoner who has like these tiny little bone wings on its back kind of looks at it, and goes, <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of laughs uncontrollably, almost to the point of pain, um, and, it, and it takes some damage. Um, I also realize with making my character like the weasels from Roger Rabbit that they would die laughing. <laughs> <laughs> they would make those terrible. It only makes You're sense. You're gonna yeah. laugh yourself to death. So, yeah. so these creatures are still kind of painfully transforming, and you can very carefully make your way through the minefield. That can that's I these. Ask a tactical question. Sure. Do any of them, do I see any that are missing a hand or a foot? Because I f- have that claw. Uh, <laughs> do you remember what claw? <laughs> and did you give it a name? Well, the claw? What? You remember from the boxes. You oh, mean, I have a yeah. six inch black claw, and I'm just um, wondering if it belongs. Is anyone missing a claw? No one's missing a claw. You look <laughs> real hard. There, there's a couple people that are cut real bad, but they're no, no one's missing a claw. Fine. I'm keeping the claw. Sorry. <laughs> Is any of, of them an old lady holding a cat? <laughs> no. <laughs> That was old Mrs. Withers, and 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 she and bless her, she's she's related to a prisoner that you never met. So I need all of you to make a uh, just a general dexterity check. 
17. 17? I have a 24. 15. 24, 15. I got a four. (laughs) Well, she's a bear, so. All right, so you guys uh, are able to make it through. You step on, like, the bear steps on a uh, a hand or two. "Ah!" (laughs) But, But you're able to kind of make it through, and you get to where... The rubble is is blocking the main entrance. It's going to take a couple of minutes to try to move this stuff um, to try to get to where you can even reach the keyhole, much less open the door, uh, the doors that are uh, leading out to safety. Um, as uh, as you're trying to figure out, like, okay, you, you guys move this, move this rock, move this beam. Uh, you hear. <laughs> kind of leaps and boom, boom, boom. And uh, through the hole of the top floor, leaping up and landing is this shadowy creature uh, called the Shadow Guest. And it uh, lashes out its twisted split tongue at you and kind of... And and it uh, lets out a large roar. And as it does this, all of the other uh, kind of twisting transforming prisoners are, uh, kind of look at it and they're like, ah, almost like a, like a howl, like a battle howl. As you guys are all of the heroes, the, uh, the party is sort of all in front of the door. The, the warden and the, the gnomes are, have held back a little bit because they didn't want to walk past this minefield of, of people. They're like, we're going to wait over here and, <laughs> and uh, let you do the busy work. And the, the shadow guest leaps up looks back at the warden, has this look of hatred and almost recognition on its face, and it's going to attack uh, the warden. Oh, dear, Sasa, help me. (laughs) And it scratches. Uh, Yeah, it definitely hits. Um, It's going to slash across the chest deeply, and it goes right across. And the warden falls down. And, and hits the ground on, on his arms. The gnomes kind of draw their, uh, their their weapons and and face it towards this shadow demon. And um, I need you guys to roll initiative. Hey, everybody. You've heard us talk about our host site, The Geekly Grind, before. Well, now there's even more to geek out about. The Geekly Grind just celebrated its fifth anniversary, and to commemorate this milestone, we're proud to announce the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. Right now, the network features three geek-centric podcasts. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, featuring weekly episodes about anime and manga from Viz and Funimation. Comic Book Keepers, where myself and my friend Lance talk about one comic book hero, villain, or team, one issue at a time. And Knights of the Roll Table, a funny and family-friendly D&D role-playing adventure with original homebrew settings, the podcast you're listening to right now. We're also on the lookout for other geek-centric podcasts, so if you know one or make one, be sure to tweet us at The Geekly Grind and let us know about it. Thanks for tuning in, and thanks for geeking out. Hey, this is Chris. And Lance. Asking you to check out our new podcast, Comic Book Keepers. Join us as we delve deep into comic lore to uncover the history behind a wide variety of comic book characters. Each episode will feature one hero, villain, team, or ensemble, and break down what makes these heroes super. We'll give you recommendations on what storylines to read. Explain how characters were created. 
discuss adaptations, costumes, and answer comic fandom's what-if questions. Yeah, and spoiler alert, these conversations can get pretty nerdy. This is Comic Book Keepers. Hey everybody, if you're listening to this and you are wondering, hey, how can I support Knights of the Roll Table? It's a really great podcast, but I I don't have any money to give to them. That's okay, we're not asking for money. But I really want to support and help other people get to know the podcast. Well, I'm glad you asked that person that's listening. If you want to help us out, the best way you can do it is to go on your podcast network of choice and go on to the ratings and review section and leave a rating or review for us. Preferably a five-star one, but you do you. By doing that, it helps the algorithm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever it is you're listening to us on, and we would really, really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. Once again, I want to say thank you to Tad Stones, to Lenny, and to Chanel for guesting on this one shot that I got to host. It was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoy it. Let's get back to the end of the episode. Don't forget to stay safe and make life an adventure. First initiative is actually the warden, believe it or not. Uh, so you see, you guys are all just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> Like we just let the warden get like slashed. That was uh, not great planning on our part. And, uh, <laughs> and the warden starts convulsing and sort of like stretching and... Um, this is, uh, it looks pretty bad. Uh, Wardham Lumdrub starts to convulse and his skin bubbles and you hear bones snap and twist. His whole body contorts backwards as he screams oh. out in pain. Almost as, uh, and you hear the hair, uh, you see the hair falling out as sections of skin just kind of slough off to the floor and he rips his shirt open. His bones oh. begin to grow and protrude out from the torso, extending his height long feral claws rip out of the boots and his fingers extend into dagger sharp claws two feet in length he's taller and even more intimidating looking than the uh the shadow ghast that fought you from before <laughs> he is writhing in front of you <laughs> and he's pretty gross he's uh, he made of bone and sinew and muscle in his the, the bottom half of his face is showing just like muscle and skin and um, Sarsa. Yeah. You get a sense from him. Your uh, your cleric sense kind of uh, dings off here. And you this guy to... is, uh, even though he's he was a warden about you know 15 seconds ago, uh, you get the, this kind of undead presence from a lot of these guys. Like, some demons have, like, an undead feel to them. Mm. So, that's what I'm going to say. Uh, so, he, his action, his sort of turn, he transforms into this thing. Is he still enthralled? <laughs> He's not enthralled Darn. anymore. It's ah. <laughs> a good question. It's a good question. <laughs> no, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, you know. The really Shadow Ghast is actually up next, because <laughs> y'all rolled uh, not that great in initiative. So, the Shadow Ghast is going to run over and attack the first thing that is in front which is actually uh, Eric uh, Mr. and um, he's going to multi-attack you so he's going to fight at you 24 to hit Ow. I believe that hits uh, I assume it does All right. 
It does. And uh, let's see. Some damage. You take 18 points of piercing damage. And that includes some necrotic damage. So you feel this this piercing uh, bite into your skin. And then he makes a claw attack at you. And that is a natural one. So that's going to miss. <laughs> Uh, which is a good thing because the claws. Quick. Yes, yeah, so you get out of the way after that bite, but the bite uh, really hurts. And I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, not the strongest. Constitution saving throw is uh, 20. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. You feel from the depths of your soul this darkness. You know, almost like your namesake is calling out to you, like, give in, give in to the darkness. And it's, and it's, it's, you feel this transformation and you're like, no, wait, hold on, hold on. I can't do that. And you kind of shake <laughs> it off and you shrug it off with all of your willpower and it, uh, you're managing to push out any kind of uh, transformation that this bite um, might have affected you. Uh, that is uh, that is the shadow gas turn, Eric. It is actually your turn. You have a shadow gas right in front of you. It is still hurt from before. Um, it's it's looking kind of battle damaged from whatever the hobgoblin did to it. I will strike him again with the rapier uh, with right. the booming blade again. Okay, make an attack. A seventeen. Seventeen will hit. Great. So. Damage is 14. All right. Slash across the shadow guest. Um, it carves deep into its flesh and it looks really hurt. Um, it's, it's not faring too well. It kind of uh, flares its eyes at you and screams in your face. Ah! You know, it did not like that With at like, all. You just get one attack or do you get two attacks? I believe. One. Oh, but you know what? Sneak attack if he has a uh, ally. He does. Yeah. He gets sneak attack. All right, so what's your sneak attack damage? Uh, oh do, do, do. One, three, five, seven, nine. It'd be five d six. Whoa, five d six. Oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah, he's level ten. So nice. Oh wow. That would be a total of twenty eight. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, uh on five. Uh, oh no, with five. Okay. <laughs> Eric Darkharver, describe your victory Ooh. on the Shadow Guest. <laughs> Dang! Uh, I slash him again with my backswing. I thrust the drapier up and slash off that forked oh, tongue God. of his. Yeah. And then I do a very showy wind up and a thrust through his face. Like a, like a classic Errol Flynn, Ooh. after slicing off the tongue, you uh, grow right through the face and then pull it back out, and then he kind of falls to his knees, you know, kind of gurgling out this black ichor out of his mouth. And all of a sudden, in front of you, all of you have almost stopped what you're doing and moving these boulders out of the way, and and you see this transformation from the shadow gas, and it turns into this old man covered in uh, demonic blood and Eric you actually recognize this as the old guy that was brought in with you um, that uh, that from a couple days ago and he didn't look too well a couple days ago and you can kind of see why like he was definitely something was going on with him oh 
Spore. And uh, Spore soul. And you hear him. You hear him kind of gurgle out uh, some final words. Oh, that, thank you. That nasty witch might have cursed me, but at least I can die as myself. Thank you. And he falls down dead. Do you want to look upon him with your own eyes? Settle down there. Deep cuts, deep cuts coming in hot. (laughs) Witch? He talked about a witch? He did talk about a witch. Uh, Next up, we have Wilma. Yay! You're still facing several, uh, this giant... Uh, demonic-looking former warden who has long, pointy fingers, who has finished transforming, and many other other guards and prisoners that are transforming into some sort of demonic uh, mutants. So can I use more than one thing if I, like, wanted to use my cloak to make it look like I'm in one spot and then try to use Eldritch Blast to kind of get Closer. I think, your cloak, I think your cloak just I'll say, automatically projects that illusion. I'll say yes. Okay, cool. Where do you want to project the illusion? Um, exactly where I'm standing. Oh, okay, cool. And then me will also continue to advance. Me will do this. Me will get a little closer. From the bizarre the planet. So the <laughs> so the real Wilma kind of sneaks well, around. Get, you want to get closer to uh, the the demon? Yeah, I want to get closer to uh, the old man. Okay. Old man. Oh, the old man's oh. dead. You want to get closer to the warden? Warden. Yes, I am so sorry. The warden. The war demon. The warden. Uh, it wasn't like he was a young guy. He's also an old man. Yeah. To be oh, fair, you yeah. are actually also yes. An old man, thank yes. you. I got you, girl. And the nice. other old man. Okay. Uh, that's fine. So a projection of Wilma is just going to stand in there like, hey. Yeah, kind <laughs> and of then, how uh, I the real Wilma's before. getting close. And go ahead and make an attack. Okay, cool. I attack. After Wilma is Sarsa and then Jared. And then Cookie. Awesome. I rolled a 19. And so I that? add. That's going to hit. Okay. Well, I'll just <laughs> say that then. Yeah, that hits. Uh, what's the damage with your... El- oh, and you get, actually, with Eldritch Blast, you get two attacks. So oh, okay. Roll again. Oh, roll again, okay. And then we'll just add a ball. Oh, hot toddy. It's a one. <laughs> <laughs> that was a one? Yeah, that was a one. Okay, so what's your damage for the Eldritch, for the one Eldritch Blast? Oh, D10. Okay, so I do one D10. Ten. Wow. Ten. All right. Very nice. Um, Thank you, Dice Points of force damage. And this guy is not terribly happy. Um, That's your turn. We're going to go to Sarsa. Uh, You're about halfway through all of the rubble um, that you need to move in order to open the door at all. Um, So you can either try to move some of the barricade or you can try to defend. Well, this is undead. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make a bit of a, a flex here. Okay. Um, I'm gonna cast guiding bolt. Okay. At the big nasty demon warden guy. Yeah, he is called the Bone Claw. The Bone, bone claw. claw. I'm gonna cast it as a third level spell. Okay. 
Um, so let's see. Um, he has to. Oh, I make a ranged spell attack. JK. Ooh, 23 to hit. That's going to hit. Dope. So it'll basically be 66 radiant damage. Nice. Um, so give me one second. Is it more if they're undead? Uh, no, but sometimes, like, for instance, like vampires have a thing where radiant damage, uh, they can't regenerate or they, they sometimes they're vulnerable. So it's it's usually a good call to try and use radiant damage against undead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is going to be 20 damage. Okay. Uh, you hit him with this radiant damage and you notice it sizzles his skin and, and it's he generally just uh, seems very put off by this and roars at you and um, and is definitely not enthralled by you anymore. <laughs> That's fine. Um, oh, one other thing is that the guiding bolt basically makes him makes him like light up. Yep. So yep. next person that attacks will get advantage. Yeah. Next next attack also yeah gets advantage on the bone claw. Okay. Uh, so Jarek, it's your turn, followed by Cookie. Are there still all these creatures around transforming? Yes, yes. And we haven't gotten to them yet, but... Are they transforming in a similar way to this bone claw? Not like turning into bone claws, but it looks like it's the same kind of magic? Not to the full extent. They're definitely transforming in a sense that they have demonic qualities about them. It looks like the bone claw was... he. You get the sense that he is... If you have a weaker willpower, it takes the full transformation... Mm -hmm. AKA failed his con save <laughs> and people that, you know, you can still get aspects of, of a demonic transformation, which is probably what's happening to the prisoners. Um, so I'm going to draw my sword and say, Joe, I uh, could use the help. If you could talk to your boss right now and I'm going to channel divinity, turn the unholy, which would affect fiends or undead that can see or hear me within 30 feet, they would all have to make a mm-hmm. wisdom saving throw or be turned. Okay. And you hear from the sword that Jarek is holding, you hear, Jarek Darkhaber! It is with great pride that I will fight alongside you today. We will cause great damage to all of these monsters, Jarek Darkhaber. Quickly, please. I miss you. Um, so wisdom saving throw, however you want to do that for in, all fiends and undead. Bone claw rolled a fifteen. What's the save? So I assume that would be my save DC, which is sixteen. Oh, oh sixteen. Okay, I rolled a fifteen, so it fails. All of the other infected also failed. They rolled a fourteen. So a turned creature must spend its turn trying to move as far away from me as it can, and it can't willingly move to a space within nice. thirty feet of me. It also can't take reactions. For its action, it can use only the dash action or try to escape from an effect that prevents it from moving. Wow. Okay. On its turn. Yeah. Spend its turn. Okay. Gotcha. All right. All right. That's very powerful. Good times. All right. So you you f- see this. You guys all, first of all, you everybody hears Jarek's sword talk, which is weird. Uh, but uh, after this, this kind of, wave this sort of pulsing light wave uh goes out and it shakes through all of the um all of the creatures on the floor that are transforming and they all kind of like and scream out and the bone claw just kind of growls and and 
and, and uh, you know, vibrates a little bit because whatever happened does not really like that. Um, that is your turn. So I'll like position myself closest to the door so they're all like clearing away from the rubble for us to try to yeah, move yeah. through. Hmm. All right. That's a little Cookie. wordy for a sword, but well done, boy. <laughs> Tell well me done. about it. Cookie, it's your turn. All right. Cookie's going to pop in with another one two step at the bone boy. At the bone claw? As yep. a bear? Yes. Did you want to do anything else as a bonus action? I don't know that I have a bonus action. Well, remember, you're a multi-class. Can I do, like, <laughs> druid stuff Intent. while I'm a bear? Well, you're, you, remember, you're a, you're a barbarian. Oh, no. Yes, you are. <laughs> so barbarians can do something. Oh, How are you feeling right, right now? Okay. I you- am feeling... Enraged, and I would like to rage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bear rage. All right, go for it. Uh, make your attacks. Okay, so I'm going to go in with the multi-attack bite and claw um, for the first one. Um, so I rolled an 18 plus 523. It's going to hit. So the first one hit. Yeah, so then for the second roll, got a 19 plus 5, so 24 to hit. That hits. Let's Ooh. roll some damage. All right, so let's to- do- Give me the total damage. You got it. So I'm going to do 9. So 9 on the first attack, and then... Okay, 9 on the first. Got it. 10 on the second. <laughs> so 19 total. Okay. Ram. Okay, so this bear looks really angry, and it goes up to the bone claw, you know, who's kind of across the room now, and he's just... bites into it and and it's flipping it around like like the revenant you know just like ripping it ripping its body and and kind of throws it across the floor and this bear did some major damage to the bone claw so that will damage breaks the turn the unholy so the bone claw won't be afraid of me but all the other little creatures are so nobody touch those so (laughs) and next up is them so all of them uh use their turn to get further away so they retreat as as much as they can some of them even go back in the cells and some of them go like uh, across the room from where you are away from where Jarek is uh, right in front of the door um i'm i'm just kind of assuming that in between each person's sort of turn uh, the rest of you are continuing to move uh, these boulders and like rocks out of the way. You're like, go, come on, come on, come on, unless you move away from that area. So everybody, the cookie right now. Is doing. Uh, so that's the top of the round. It is the bone claws turn. No longer turned undead. It does not like all of the stuff that it, it just uh, you all just did to it. So it's going to run up, and it actually finds shadows near you and it finds it Uh-oh. finds shadows near it and it reaches inside of the shadow and there is a shadowy area um, right next to Sarsa and it's going to um, use its ability called shadow jump Sarsa I need you to make a constitution saving throw uh, 12 12 all right you are going to suffer 21 points of necrotic damage um, from this claw that 
you see this claw reach up through the shadow and pierce you from behind. Um, this long, bony, like, uh, just pierces you in the back like the worst acupuncture ever. And, uh, and it's it's almost like it's extended its, uh, its hand through the shadows and it's pierced Sarsa. And you realize that, oh man, none of you are really safe because it can attack um, in this weird, unnatural way. Um, that is its turn. Uh, it is... Uh, uh, hang on, though. I do have um, my sure. reaction um, because I am a Tempest yes. cleric. It's a Thunderous Rebuke, so basically uh, I use my reaction and they have to make a dex save and it's 2d8 lightning damage uh, on a fail. Roll 18. 18 will save, so it'll be half of that. So let me roll the 2d8. Seven, so it'll be three right. damage. Uh, as damage. as you're pierced, uh, this natural uh, tempest reaction, lightning strikes from uh, seemingly out of nowhere, just from the sides. Kind of shocks it uh, from the sides. Um, doesn't seem to have as much of an effect, but uh, it's it's definitely it, it made the claw retract back into the shadows. Uh, it is now Eric's turn, followed by Wilma, then Sarsa. Uh, Alright, um, I will sneak attack and uh, use my best weapon, which is the rapier. Uh, with, can I also put okay. Booming Blade on it? If I, yeah, because it's still a spell. Sneak attack is not. Yep. Alright. Okay. How many, how many, uh, I think you, you probably still have enough. Let's see, Booming Blade... Yeah. It's a cantrip. Okay, yes, you're right. Yeah. So I do my regular Good. attack. 22. Boom, blade away. That will hit. Damage. Roll some damage. Falls 15. A bone Anything extra with my booming blade? Look at that. Yeah. This, this, that, with this uh, it's, it's 1d8 under damage, so um, roll a d8. Does not get sneak attack because it's on the other side of the room. Oh, okay. Oh, but yeah, it does have a bear. People all around us, right? The, the <laughs> adversaries. Well, no, no, because it's it's on the opposite side of the room from you guys. Uh, oh, it just reached through the shadow with its oh, hand okay. and attacked yes. Sarsa? Dang. But the bear yeah, is nearby. <laughs> yeah, bear. So, so Cookie's nearby, so you do All get right. sneak attack damage. So it's 1d8 for the booming blade plus 5d6 for sneak attack. All right, so that was a three for the, what are the last thing? The booming blade. And then do I do 5d8 now? Okay. So Here we 5D8. go. 5d8. Yep. Uh, 5d6. 5d6, sorry. 5d6. Wait, I have a very nasty card. Did you guys Yeah, that's okay, fine. 5d6? Yeah, during the dead. Two, okay. Three, four, five. It's 15. So 15 all plus right. all that stuff. Slash, slash, thunder damage. Boom, boom. Uh, the bone claw takes hit after hit of the rapier. You know, bears and rapiers and thunder, and it's just whack, whack. Oh. You know, it's it's not looking happy and you've definitely done some significant damage to it. Um, well done. Uh, Wilma, it is your turn. 
It's on the other side of the room from you. Eric and the bear are, uh, and Cookie, are near the bone claw. You're near Jarek and Sarsa. Sarsa just got stabbed. What do you do? You have maybe two big boulders that are blocking the door before you can get out. Are we able to, like, hit those boulders at all? You can certainly try. Like, enough force, like a force from an Eldritch Blast, or, oh, like, you know, a, you could use a strength check to try to just blast them out of the way. I mean, there's a couple... It's whatever you think you um, want to try to do. Eldritch Blast the rocks. Okay. You get two attacks. They are rocks, so their armor class are very low. <laughs> I'm going to double. I think I'm going to spend both Eldritch Blasts to uh, to those rocks so we can just get the Hit the rocks. Spaghetti. Okay. Uh, make make your spell attacks. Oof. Oh, my God. It must have been really good. Yeah. <laughs> totally. You won't believe it. I rolled a What'd one. And my second oh, one plus plus six, so uh, yeah. So that so you you you're like I got this Eldritch blast, and you're like bam, and you shoot at the door itself, and you're like oh wait no the rock, no, right. rock. not the door. I call out, he's over here. <laughs> <laughs> you guys all see Wilma just shooting the door for some reason. Um, and second one was a 16, so plus six is 22. That'll, oh, that'll hit. Okay, so you, the second one, uh, force damage right into one of the boulders, just, just uh, shatters uh, into rubble, and now there is one big boulder in front of the door that you need to move before you guys can get out. Yay. Well done. Sarsa, it's your turn, followed by Jarek. How far is the bear from uh, now? Ball? He's about ten feet away, and Eric is about five feet away. Eric is within yeah. five feet. Oh, so I should have dashed. Okay. Well, I want to try and cast. It's okay. I want to try and cast shatter, but I'd like to try and cast it so that the radius—it's a ten-foot okay. radius do that. Yeah. sphere, um, so that it only gets as best as I can. Yeah, you could do that. It also hit some of the other um, transforming prisoners. What are you gonna do? <laughs> well, get him. We'll okay, mess him up. Like we're trying yep. to mess this guy up. Plus, I have turned undead too. So if we need to go do that again, and mine actually will probably kill them. Get him. <laughs> so, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna shatter, and basically he has to make a con save. Right. Oh, that's eighteen plus two, so he's gonna succeed. Okay, so he's only gonna take half damage. Right. But, um, yeah, he's only going to take half damage. He drinks his milk. What a crack of poop. <laughs> I rolled on three D8s, I rolled two ones and a two. <laughs> oh, well, she's tired. Oh, sorry, Before Jen. I'm so damage. sorry. Uh, she's like, she's getting a little bit of like performance anxiety because, like, you know. Uh, Eric is like right here, you guys. <laughs> a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah like, oh uh, god. Despite that, you know, it it was a it definitely hurt. I mean, like it was four points of you know. It's like when you pull a hangnail out. It's like ah, <laughs> it's, 
it's not significant, but it, it was definitely painful for it. So, bonus action, my um, spiritual weapon. I'm going to smack it in with that. Big old anchor shows up right cool. near him. And that's a 23 to hit. That'll hit. And that's going to do seven damage. So, hey, I did something. Hey, there you go. This big anchor, he's like, I will destroy all the <laughs> and just smashes him in the side of the head. Bang! Uh, Jarek, it's your turn. Your dad is facing off against this giant eight-foot-tall bone claw. Um, there's a bear near it uh, that also attacked it. Sarsa just hit it with a big anchor. Um, there's one boulder left. What do you want to do? All right, never this. I'm going to move my hex to it, and I'm going to charge at it with my vicious longsword and attack. Yes. First one. Oh, I should have done Hexblade's Curse. It's a 27. That'll hit. Roll the 19. 15, and I will smite it as well. Okay. Oh, I rolled another one, so 15, 22. 22 damage on that first attack. Okay. Then I'll hit it again. Only a 13. 13 is going to miss. Well, there we go. And I'll stay up up in front of All it. All right. Trying to keep its attention. All right. Cookie, it's your turn. Oh God! All of the all of the like undead creatures—they like shifted their angle, running away from me as I moved toward it. Bone claws looking really hurt. I'm gonna do the multi attack at Bone Boy, whatever Jen called him. I loved it. But. So 17 to hit on the first one. Yep. Nat 20 on the second. They both hit. Okay, and then we're gonna do Nat 20. Yeah. Nice. Woo-hoo. That's a natural 20. Okay, so we've got... Roll some some of that damage. So that equals 11 on the first attack. And on the second attack... So it's a 2d6. So how much am I actually rolling since I critted? 4d6. Okay. Plus whatever the attack. I got a 2 sixes so far. Oh, there's the one keeping me humble. Okay. Math is hard. Um, 21 on the second hit. So that is a total of 32 damage. 32 damage. Wow. Nice. Describe your victory. Woo! How do you destroy this? How do you destroy this bone claw? Uh, Cookie is going to go whap whap with his bite. And then with his claw, he's going to reach for the jugular and rip it out. Oh, (laughs) All right, so the bear just goes for full bear rage battle, and you're still raging too, so it's uh, it's pretty bad. So it, he just kind of just takes his bite and rips out the throat of this guy, and uh, it kind of crumples down. It's withering away. You see, like the kind of ash is sort of uh, falling and flying out from its form, and its demonic form starts to fade, and it. Slowly starts transforming into the bloody and uh, damaged body of the warden, missing most of his neck now, and it just kind of gurgles out like. <laughs> he just falls down, uh, defeated and uh, laid to rest, and um, all of the prisoners that have some sort of deformation. Uh, are still cowering away, um, knowing that Sarsa and Jarek uh, can both probably scare them because they have some sort of undead presence in their bodies now. 
So I'll say for the sake of time, you're able to move away that last boulder from the door, having defeated the bone claw. You are able to use the key that you stole off of the warden earlier. Unlock the door. This fits in here. And voila. And you you head up. um, You head up towards uh, the final set of steps through the main lobby. There's a little lobby. Who knew? (laughs) Um, Grab a couple of brochures and and you head up um, through the reception clerk. The original, the reception clerk is dead, but the reception clerk was the the guy that you talked to at the beginning. The concierge is behind his counter. Yeah. Yes. Uh, And you make it into the snow-capped mountains of the Frostbeard Mountains uh, through the top of the Demon Spine Prison with Eric Dark Harbor, and you're in the snow. Um, a, a little bit ahead of you, you see um, your ride. Uh, Jordan is kind of like, you know, standing with his arms crossed, like tick tick. <laughs> yeah, except <laughs> all know. right, all right, you lot, you ready to go? Where are we going? Yeah, so you kind of make your way towards towards them. You've you you've have a second to breathe as uh, the day has been won, and uh, you're making your way towards your your journey back. Um, to wherever you want to go. Hey, um, Eric, you want to see my ship? I'd be delighted, but I fear I have to go to Valentrell. There are dark times happening there. Something strange is happening. I, I don't know if you've learned about it, but there are people I trusted that turned on me. I have to get back and see what's going on. Can you drop me off, though? Of course. We can do that, right, Jarek? Yeah, I suppose we can do Jarek. that. Fabulous. Now you got to tell me some stories of when your son was little. Oh, yes. <laughs> I have a many of them. Okay. And Jarek, I know I was a little feisty being locked up and tortured for 48 hours, but I'm proud of you, boy. You did a great job. You and that little wordy sword of yours. Hey, what about us, boss? Oh, of course, you did great. Um, yeah, Cookie has turned back into his elven form at this point, and he is looking at. Ah, uh, Cookie, good to see you again, Les Harry. He's looking at Jarek and Eric with his arms crossed. So proud of all the antics of your son, huh? <laughs> well, yes, you did a great job. I'm sorry, but. I haven't seen my boy in a long time, and I thought he, for the most part, was useful. Haven't seen your boy in a long time? Yes. Do you really not know? Um, know what, Cookie? Do you want me to step away here? I'm also your boy. What? (gasps) How, how, How is that? What what are you what are you talking about, Cookie? Do you not remember a wood elf? My mother? I'm gonna pull out my flask and hand it to Jarek. (laughs) 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 I take it silently. Take take a wood elf? What what when I was I was a teenager back then. What you? My son? 
I'm all grown up now. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. This stubbornness had to come from somewhere. Listen, I can give you a lot of pointers on this. He is stubborn, but deep down, he's an okay guy. You just gotta tolerate the arrogance and him telling you what to do all the time, but he means well. And... I wish he had been around to tell me what to do. He really needs the spotlight all the time. He just can't let anybody... He's gotta be, oh, I'm the big hero. Can't possibly just pipe down for a minute. I'm a father again? Are you telling me I'm a father again? (laughs) One wasn't enough? I have two? Oh. You know, I've got a lot more whiskey on the ship. If you lot want a ride wherever you're going, I say, let's go. We'll get on the Crescent Squall 3. I'll open up a couple bottles and we'll take a moment and hash this out like one big happy family, more literally for some of us than others. Well, the drinking part sounds very good. Perhaps we'll go. Yeah, that sounds good. I, I, I'm sorry I didn't tell you earlier that I knew, but I'd like to spend the time traveling getting to know more about you, Dad, if that's okay. Of, of course, son. I think I'd like to hear a lot of details. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, do you think you've got any children running around that you don't know about? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I could I'll have to check the next prison. <laughs> Dad, it's, it's good to see you. Glad to know you still have surprises in store. Thank you, Jarek. And, uh... Jarek, uh, meet your brother. Hi. (laughs) As you take the time to reflect on the whirlwind scrape with death you just had, the sun setting in the west past the mountains, and you're able to live another day after scraping with the undead and the denizens of the demon's spine prison eric is now safe although there are other mysteries lurking and bigger forces at work and who was that hag that cursed that old man and now you have new family connections to try to figure out what that means we'll have to wait for another day and that's where we'll end (laughs) the adventure yay